Thanks, everyone, for coming out for the podcast and set. My guest this week is Miss Alexis Simpson. Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming out with Thank your broken you. phone. Yeah, man. Um, do I need to adjust this at all? I was. I don't know if it was a bad idea. Okay. Well, I'm constantly uncomfortable. We're all uncomfortable. It's the human condition. <laughs> you want to slide forward? Or sure. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, get in there. The chair is completely movable. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. You know Brian. Mm-hmm. B-O-C. Uh, B-O-C. Uh, and you've known him for a while, right? A yeah, while. I would say probably not as long as you. I think I think it's probably been 10 or 11 years now. I we'll just, go with 10. I've known Brian for like three months. Really? You guys I fake bar- it really I well. I barely know that guy. You have a good Photoshop guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, put you guys into a lot of scenarios so you're telling me you met brian on the the circuit the yeah man the improv circuit <laughs> the festival circuit it's funny there is such a circuit too. i know and that's why like i say it with that voice but it really is it's a real thing like so i had a group in philly and we did some festivals in north carolina and toronto of all places right. uh, which is actually lovely and a great festival and billy hawk which is brian and jeff hawkins were at like those same festival. They also came to Philly. Um, so I think it was those three. By the third time, we were like, "Oh, hey, we like you. Let's be friends." Uh, and that—that is that how you talk when you're when you're doing improv? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you. Let's be friends. Just put my mouth out. Yeah. <laughs> I was taught that um, the more you can embody a duck, the better your work. Is that, that not? Is a lesson I have not heard. Oh yeah. Well, I came here to teach. I didn't come here to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you started in Philly. But you said you started in high school, probably messing around. College. There was actually my oh. high school. My high school had a team. But like an improv team, um, it's all short form as a lot of high school uh, and college teams, I think, often that start off that way. But the high school team, somebody was like, oh, you should go because they do this improv thing. And it's like, who's lying? Anyway, and I went and I was so embarrassed for them. Um, and they were all the like, do you, okay, so do you know the theater kids at high school who like aren't actually in the plays, but they're on the crew of the school plays? Yes, yes. I'm, and then I'm they familiar. like, right? And then they like somehow also managed <clears throat> to do like Shakespeare that no one goes to see and improv. That was who right. was doing the improv, and I was okay. like, I want no part of this. Yes, that would be a bad introduction to improvisation. Yeah, I think that scared me off for a few years. But then when I got in college, I like stumbled my way into um, – I auditioned for the existing group and got called back and but was not cast. And as like uh, when I was checking the list of who got in, my name was not on it. I was there with like a very aggressive – we used to call him the Cuban misogynist bigot. <laughs> That's a very that's a very uh well he was pointed nickname. His family was from Cuba. He was, was a misogynist, a misogynist and kind of a bigot. Um not against Cuban people. They were fine. Uh bigots don't generally target their own. Right. Generally. <laughs> no, they've learned to direct their hatred outward. Yes. Um we could all learn a lesson from bigots. You guys. So you were there with him. And yeah, and he was like super aggressive, and I neither of us got in the group, and I felt very uncomfortable. And I was like, ah, we should start our own group. 
as like a bit. Right. And he was like, let's do it. And um, it became like a, a thing. We became a group and we were very shitty. It's okay to say shitty on your podcast? Sure. Great. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I need permission. Um, We were terrible. I mean, I think there's a blessing when you are doing something. I think there's a blessing when you when you first do improv and you have no idea how bad you are. You suck shit and like you're no one knows and you don't know, so you just keep right. doing it. We literally like for the first I would say three months we existed, every week we would just play party quirks for the entire rehearsal. The whole time. Right. Because that's all we knew. It's a fun game. Yeah. And we would just take turns being a host. <laughs> Everybody got a chance to host, maybe twice. Um and eventually we started bringing in people who like knew what they were doing and taught us scene work, things like that. Uh, but humble, humble beginnings. I guess. It's funny. I was just thinking about anyone listening. Just like right now, it's like, I like playing party quirk. Yeah. Holy shit. I, <laughs> I, I, I suck right now. There is. That's what we do. Well, I was thinking it's funny because you don't know because it's all the same process, right? Yeah. And and you don't know when you're where in that process because everyone goes through that initial it's like it's fun it's i mean even though you suck it's still you know fun and exhilarating yeah and you're learning so i mean you, you you have to get through that yeah oh and i remember not knowing party quirks was like bad um it's not bad it's not it. but people hate it people like it's like the easiest game for people to shit on and i remember i was in new york for one of the del close marathons back when i was young enough to tolerate that many human beings in a room and this group came out and they were like i think they were called american dream and they were from chicago and they were like Hey everyone, um, we're American Dream and we're gonna do party quirks. And the whole theater laughed because they were like, <laughs> because New York UCB in like 2007, whenever it was, would I would consider like the height of long form snobbery, or maybe it's even worse now. I don't know, but like that's the last place. Like you can't do short form at UCB in New York, right? right? Not during the Dell Close Marathon. Oh my god. And they said, we're going to do party quirks. And everyone laughed. And they were like, we're not joking. And they did a half hour <laughs> party, quirks. party quirks. And it was amazing. It was really good. I, it reminds me, I've, I've told the story before on here, but uh, that, whole, that was part of that s snob. The, at a certain point when I was doing long form, I, like, I don't do short form. Yeah. Short forms for animals. <laughs> I do long form. Yeah. Uh, and as, as much as I would turn my nose, I started with short form. I, mm -hmm. I started at Second City. That was all short form stuff to create ideas yeah uh and i remember like specifically I, I, there was one night the family played a did a herald we, we used the, the cafeteria game as one of our games in the herald it's that game where you it's like a a lunch line you, you and you, you mistell a story down the line or whatever okay uh it's a simple game and we just tanked the game up that <laughs> night because we were fucking around or whatever and charney yelled at us like never ever play that game again that was the one thing he couldn't tell us. So the, the next show we did was we did a half-hour cafeteria game. <laughs> but then it was great because right. we, just, we, we just blew it all out and said, all right, here's the game. Well, let's just see what we can do with this game that isn't just the game. Uh, so to me, it's like a half-hour party quirks. I used to love playing party quirks as far as yeah. like once you're any good at it, like you realize the, the fun in it for the first while of it is to say something that the audience gets and the guy doesn't. Yeah. Right? How How – 
many ways can I come up with to say this so that everyone in the room will get it except this guy? Right. Uh, that's a great game. It is, and it's you know short form is it gets a bad reputation in certain circles, but it's it it has a value and it's really fun. I still do it. I'm a member of comedy sports and I love what it can do. And I, um, it's all, you know, it's showing people like we've just labeled what the game is before the scene, like the game of the scene is just, we know what that is. And you can also find like another game on top of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know. I think people, um, there's, the truth is, is there's a lot of terrible short form and there's a lot of terrible long form. And my, my experience is that like one of the reasons short form is often better as an introduction for both performers and audience members is that bad short form ends much quicker. Like it's, it's over much faster and bad long form. It just like, it just goes on. Well, the whole, I think to me, the whole idea of being snobbish about long form should have, if it hasn't dropped by the wayside yet, yeah. you know, it should because, right. you know, what is, what exactly is long? It's just longer. Right. And basically, it's usually based on a game. It's a bit like the Herald is a bunch of games piled together. Uh, the opening of a Herald is a game. Yeah. The, the three scenes across time is time dash. That's a game split up by, guess what? Two games. Uh, it's just games piled onto each other. And, and, and nowadays, especially out here, you see people doing, we're doing a 10-minute Herald. It's like, that's short. Yeah. Hmm. Is that a short form herald? You doing short form there, buddy? If, if it's only ten minutes, <laughs> how do you call that long form? Uh, so I think I think it just it's just scenes and like yeah. and it, and like we were saying earlier when we were talking briefly outside, like the form doesn't matter. It's no, like, it's who's who's playing it, who's doing the scenes. That's where you find the pretty and what's of value. Oh, definitely. And like, I mean, I, I'll also tack on, I think not only is it weird to be snobby about long form, I think it's weird to be snobby about improv because we literally show up and make shit up. Like, we don't prepare. Like, we can't be bothered to learn lines. <laughs> like, right. we're a bunch of lazy fucks. So why are we snobby? It's like oh, we... Yeah, who would... That's funny. <laughs> as far as, I mean, I, I remember being like sort of snobby, but I'm a, I'm a long form player. Right. I, I remember g- going through that. But I've, I've never been like I'm an improviser. I mean, it's like no, you're come on, right? You're this is this is the the least because I in I guess in my experience, like I, I seldom I've never run into someone who's a snobby improviser because most improvisers no, are that's for actors. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I would think is I always thought was the main difference between improv and acting was like the the general improviser is like very humble and because we fail every time we fucking go up. Yeah, but an actor is well, they're this people. Right. And they are above it. I had a like a three line co star on a on uh a TV show on the uh, O. J. Simpson series. It was amazing, right? It was right. my first like big credit, it was great. And I was paired up with this guy. Our roles were like magazine editor one and two, like as a co star is what you are. Right. Um and on the elevator on the way up to the floor where we were doing our scene, he was like doing this, he was like snapping his fingers and it was like a thing that I was like, oh, fuck, this, this is just, actors are to do that thing. They're like, he like thinks he has an idea. What am I in for? I'm trapped. And he, he like looks at me and he's like, what's your name? I was like, Alexis? And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, what's your character name? And I was like, magazine editor one. <laughs> and he was like, no. And he was like trying to get me involved in his 
stupid process for like I guess and eventually I was just like Sarah I guess is fine for this and he wanted to like no he was this big whole thing of whether it was day or night because somehow my opinion on what time of day it was would affect his performance like I don't care what your preparation process is or what method you use just like do not involve me in your bullshit is all I ask other actors and guess what (laughs) Guess who the was the reason we had to take back the take because he went blank on his two lines. <laughs> Magazine editor two, right? That's why he was number two and I was number one. That's because his his name his secret name was Zebra. Zebra. <laughs> and he was raised by wolves. Right. And that's why he loved the black and white <laughs> of the newspaper. It made him that's right. feel at home because he wasn't a wolf, he was a zebra. <laughs> I don't know. It was bullshit. No, I think there's there's a lot of value to like I've I've done some acting. Yes. Yes, I have tread the boards. I can tell by your black turtleneck. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's, that's I always wear a black turtleneck. <laughs> yes. For those, for those of you listening, ignore the pictures on Facebook. I'm They're photoshopped black by the same uh, guy who does his photos of Brian, who we met three months ago. No, like that part of the craft. Like I, I remember, I I got to do this this guy's. One man show was Robert Dubak's The Male Intellect, an oxymoron. And he was an actor. And he was also a comedian, but he was a really trained actor. And I remember, like, he used to, this stuff he'd try and get me to do, which I didn't do particularly well, but it was the sort of, uh, you know, here's the line you're saying. But basically, what are you thinking behind the line? What is mm-hmm. the character thinking behind the line? Basically, to, to, put, mm-hmm. to put the the character, you know, so that it's more true what's coming out of your eyes or whatever. It's like, so the character's saying yeah. this, but what is the character also thinking? Uh, and part of me was just like, look, man, you just gave me a fucking 50-page monologue to memorize. <laughs> it's like, m- what my character's thinking is, God, I hope I remember the next fucking right. line. Because <laughs> this thing is forever. Uh, well, you do get guys like um, guys like David Mamet. You ever heard of him, you guys? Um, like, uh, David Mamet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I killed him. I killed him. He's choking on his turtleneck. It's like you're name-dropping David I- Mamet. Just, just because you're referencing him. I know. It's like, have you heard of Shakespeare? I know. My I friend know. Bill. History's greatest monster. Um, but David Mamm is like really famous for being pissed if you try to act. He's like, just say the things I wrote. What I wrote is perfect. Right. Don't act it. You'll ruin it. So, you know, sometimes that's, you just have to know the 50 pages of lines. And that's, well, that's, that's that classic. Mean. I love the Lawrence Olivier versus... Dustin Hoffman. Oh, right. Right. Dustin Hoffman kills himself to get ready for the the dentist scene. And yeah, and he's like lifting suitcases and, like, and running. Really like stays up for days <laughs> and just a fucking wreck. And Olivier, why don't you just act? <laughs> uh, those are two different schools. I mean, I, I can see the value in both, but I, think yeah. I, I definitely lean more towards, I'm just going to act. Yeah, I uh, like that too. <laughs> it seems way better. It's, 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 it's much less hard on me. And uh, I, it's funny too because I think I, when I meet those kinds of guys like elevator, um, my elevator friend, what, that come from the school, like they're always the people that wind up in improv classes who are like, my agent told me to take this class because she thinks I need to loosen up, <laughs> and they get like they get thrown when someone gives them a direction or they have to like walk a different way or the director says it's nighttime and they've decided it's day. You know, and it's like there. I think there are fewer improvisers who um, 
we don't, you know, obviously we can't be that locked up. And I don't know. I'm really glad that I've, I went improv into acting and not the other way around because now I'm like, oh, you're going to tell me what to say. Okay. Well, at first it was like, I mean, stuff. It was like, I have to learn someone else's lines. Why can't I just say whatever I want? Um, well, it's interesting. I, I just never thought about that for myself. Cause I never, I never sort of said it, I suppose. Uh, but like, what I did first was acting. I mean, it was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was high school stuff. Yeah. But like I did little plays where you had to act. And uh, so I had, you know, there was acting lessons and all, all that stuff. So I acted first. And that probably was, even though it was a few years before mm-hmm. I started to, to improvise, that probably was still with me a little bit. Like I'm pretending to be someone else. I know the basic skills of acting. Yeah. Uh, it probably got in my way. God damn it. Yeah. Think of where you'd Wasted be right, if you hadn't. If only you had joined your high school's weird improv team with those. We didn't Shakespeare have an improv freaks. team in high school. Uh, it's my remember that our high school, like what happened comedically. I only remember like one. Like they did a review. God, like probably my, the football players like dressed junior, like cheerleaders. Yeah, it was that kind of shit. Yeah, and it was like I remember like there was it was just all terrible. Like mm-hmm. even like of like a of. A friend of mine from high school who, in my mind, is one of the funniest people I've ever known. Uh, his name's John Sullivan, but he and like s- some other buddies just decided they were going to re- reenact the uh, Monty Python thing. Uh, I'm a lumberjack, but I'm okay. okay. And, I, and I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, but it's also a terrible idea just to go up and do <laughs> someone else's whole. Thing. Like we all know what it is, right? And you're doing it. Uh, and it was funny because his father. Who also, according to my mother, is a legendarily funny person. Right. You know, gave him no break on that. <laughs> just like that was terrible. <laughs> that was just embarrassing. <laughs> He's like, but we were having fun. That was terrible. Well, uh, that's always that's a good rule of thumb, though. Is there's a lot of times like <clears throat> it's great if you had fun on stage, but like, did your your audience? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You, you, I mean, you, you're in high school. And, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, because yeah. again, there was no comedy troupe. There was no comedy right. training. It's just like, we want to do something that's funny. That looks funny. Let's do that. Laughs hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> yes. It wasn't until the early 90s that I invented pretending. Right. <laughs> yes. But it, I mean, you know, there was an innocence then. We didn't know better. Like, um, I, this is actually a decent bit. But when I was in second grade, my friend and I were just like playing ponies in the basement or whatever. And ponies in the basement sounds like a, when I hear the phrase ponies in the basement, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. We were playing with my little. Like a pedophile warning. Right. Yeah. Ponies in the basement. Ponies in the basement. (laughs) Claddies. We were playing with my little ponies in my basement was the less efficient way, but the way that made sense. And we got hungry. And when we came upstairs, we sang the classic hit, um, Hungry Eyes which you may be familiar with from the soundtrack Dirty Dancing. Oh, we got a live one here. (laughs) But we changed the lyrics to Hungry Mouth, which I think is actually pretty high comedy for second graders. (laughs) I thought that was pretty smart. That's good stuff, Hungry Mouth. But still, yeah, I guess, you know, we just... Now I'm trying to remember how Hungry Eyes goes. How's that song go? What is that? Oh, God. Does anybody in the audience want to sing it? That's it. Well, look at you, and I can't disguise I got, you know, hungry eyes. But I can't hit that note, so thank you so much. <laughs> I can't really hit any note, so. 
All right, now I'm, I'm now I, now I remember the song, and I I, I want to now forget it. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, that's okay. We can do the baby one. It said, "Baby, <laughs> oh no, baby." It sounds like someone is singing into a vacuum cleaner. Is how I feel about that song. <laughs> what, what song is this? Is this that's the. Uh, it's where the guy and the girl are calling each other "baby" back and forth, and it sounds like it's from the fifties. Uh, that's all I can remember about it. I think they it's called Oh Lover Boy or something like Oh Lover Boy, come over here, Lover Boy. Uh, this doesn't ring a bell. This is Dirty Dancing, right? Yes, it's on the soundtrack to Dirty Dancing, which I listened to a lot, despite the fact that I only <laughs> liked it somewhat. I don't know why I put myself through that. All I can remember about Dirty Dancing was nobody puts baby in the corner. Mm-hmm. And that he lifted her over his head. Yeah. The rest of it is lost to me. Right. The soundtrack. Everything. <laughs> uh, that could also be the summary for the film Life is Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> With the what? The, su- the film Life is Beautiful. You know, lifts him over his head. Nobody puts baby in a corner. I'm just going to describe every movie I've ever seen with those two phrases. No, I'm trying to... What's Life is Beautiful? It's the one with Roberto Benigni in the Holocaust. It's not the same movie at all. Do you remember when he left... Or is it the same movie? All movies are the same, Miles. That's true. (laughs) It's my working thesis. All right, so you started in Philly. I did. uh, But you've been out here for... Because Brian, I thought that was a funny story. Go ahead and tell it real quick. Oh, yeah. So really the reason I live in L.A. is because of uh, the notorious BOC, Brian O'Connell... Um, we had met on the festival circuit and I, my parents live in Los Angeles. So I was visiting over the uh, winter break one time and I was like, Hey Brian, I'm going to be in town. So I guess if you have like a show, I could come watch it. And he was like, no, fuck that. I'm going to put you in one. And he like put me in a show. It was like him, me and like eight dudes I had never met before. And I got to the theaters at iOS and I like shook hands with a bunch of them. And I was like, you're John and Brian, and, okay, who's everybody? I, it doesn't matter? Okay. And then we just went on stage and did, like, a hour show for, like, 90 people. And it was awesome. And he was like, um, yeah, you should move here. Like, why don't? Why are you doing in Philly? Move here. And I was like, yeah, I should do that. <laughs> and I just moved to L.A. Uh, with, that's with, it, within that's a year. it. Yeah, that's why I live here now. What if Brian said, you should live in Alaska? You should move to Alaska. I'd be the fucking governor, and I'd be shooting bears from my <laughs> helicopter, is what I'd be doing. Sorry, was that too political for you, America? <laughs> mm. So how long have you been out here now? Um, se- it'll be seven years in March. Yeah. Seven, seven years in March, and what are you currently doing out here? Uh, I act. I supplement my acting habit uh, with a little bit of tutoring. If anybody needs to know any biology or math, I'm your gal. Um, but just hire me to be in your film. I'd rather do that. Um, I'm married. Uh, I'm going to fart out a kid <laughs> in a few months. Are you? Wait a minute. I am. I'm pregnant. Is that a weird? I don't look. I'm only three months pregnant. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, I hope I don't get like that. Like but those other pregnant you, you don't. You don't, look, <laughs> you don't look pregnant at all. Yeah. Like, at all. I think. I don't know when you normally start showing. I think it's in like the second the trimester. First day. You did. <laughs> the day that sperm hits the egg, you balloon up like a. Like Your a boobs get bigger immediately. Yeah, but that's a that's a that's like a lie. No, it's real. Hurt. 
They do hurt. Yeah. Well, I know. So it's the fucking trick God played on you. I see what you mean. Yeah. That's they get bigger, but they hurt. So it's like, look, don't touch. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. It's totally true. That's bullshit. That's God having a sense of humor right there. Yeah. It really, a friend actually just a couple nights ago, I was at comedy sports and I, um, my friend who's had two kids, she was like, I told her I was pregnant and she was like, oh my God, I'm going to hug you very carefully because I know they hurt and they do. And then, like, literally a half hour later, I realized how kind she was being because some dude who's, like, 25 gave me a hug. And it was like, ow, ow. It was very painful. Um, It's a preview for uh, the, like, drain the child will be on me, I think. The pain. They're going to hurt until they're born. And they're going to hurt for as long as you breastfeed. Right. Uh, You have kids? Yeah. Yes, you've been through this rigmarole. I've, I've been through this fucking lie. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking boob lie that the universe played on us. Boob uh, lie. Yeah, and you get you know, rest you, falsehoods. You, you, you better hope you don't get like blockages in there. Ugh, it's a nightmare. How uh, do human? How did we survive? How did we make it? I have no idea how it, it was. It, it eventually it ends, and then they just hurt once a month. Right. <laughs> Like usual. Yeah, the way it should be. <laughs> it should be. We're very fragile, but like also very hard. <coughs> you know, the idea that like you can just get, your boobs can just get blocked or you could right. fall and break your neck and be dead. But also uh, the things we, you know, I'm going to shove an eight pound object through a very tiny passageway and most likely survive. That's wrong. It reminds me of a horrible thing. Oh, good. I said, <laughs> Those so, are my favorites. The horrible thing I said to, to my mother as, a, as I, was, I was like 19 or something. I, I, I phrased this particularly poorly. And, and, and my mom <laughs> is, not, is, is, is not dull with her tongue. Uh, I was talking about premarital sex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said to my mother, yeah, but you, you got to do that because what, what, what if you're incompatible? Like what if the guy is too big or the girl is too small? <laughs> I was like, that was just a bad way of putting that. Uh, my mom, without missing a beat, goes, Miles, a woman is capable of bearing up to a 15-pound child. If you have a problem with that, you're not the son I gave birth to. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Mom. <laughs> score one more for you. <laughs> moms? Don't fuck with moms. Would you say your mom, like, was she, like, the source of your tongue? Like... Did she provide wit? You know, would you trace your wit back to her? Ah, I would. I don't think my mother is an an elegant, graceful woman who's uh. who's very witty and very smart and very educated. Uh, I may have some of her genes, but mm-hmm. I am a buffoon <laughs> uh, next to her. Uh, so, that being said, any questions for? Uh, Alexis out there? What is your second favorite movie? <laughs> second favorite movie. And can you sing the theme song from your second favorite movie? Uh, sure. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out what the theme song is. Right, because it would be Twist and Shout uh, from the big um, parade scene. Or the like, bomp, bomp. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, which is exciting because it makes it seem like the Kool-Aid man's going to come in any minute. Spoiler alert, he does not show up. Or, 
Donk a shame, darling, donk a shame. Uh, how I darling, donk a shame. Which is Wayne Newton, who is not a woman, which I discovered many years after watching Ferris Bueller. I was like, I always like the part where that woman sings that song. Um, it's not, a, it's Wayne Newton. It's not a, sings like a woman, which is fine. I'm not, it's 2016, all right? It's sing. Sing like whatever gender you want. All right. Let's do a set. All right. All right. Uh, what's going to happen now is me and Alexis are going to do about 25 minutes of long form of our relation for you. And all we need to get us started is suggestion of anything at all. Associate. What was that? Associate. 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 Tom, I... Um... I, um, thanks for coming into my office. Um, I, um, look, you and I both know that I should not be in charge of this firm. <laughs> yes, yes. I certainly do. Yeah, well, you and I both know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, I just, I, I can't make you partner, okay? My dad wanted me to run this firm while he was in... That coma, I mean, he didn't know it would be a coma, but in, in case he was incapacitated in any way, he said it's... it's what do we sell? A, we sell a lifestyle. Really? Yeah. Is that what you would describe our automobiles? Yeah. That's a lifestyle. Yeah, well, look at this. Um... For the man who only needs two doors. Yes, we're, we are not using that. Well, Thank you for continuing, continuing to come up with ideas for marketing we're never ever going to use. Well, Make me partner. I, I know the ins and outs of this business. Well, Tom, I mean, uh, becoming a partner is, is, is a very long process. We have to take you to the board. We have to get... Arnold's approval, we have to take you to the international... You can just do it. You're the CEO. <laughs> you are in your father's office. Magnificent. I have a little shitty office down the hall. The Mackenzie 523 for the man who takes one door and then the second one. Why do all your slow <laughs> talk about the doors? It has two doors, Tom. Yes, what would you say yes, about the Mackenzie? Yes, our cars are two doors. Yes, we make two-door cars. What would you say about the Mackenzie 523 that's so great that makes you deserve to be part of our... Buy it. Fabulous. I am not in marketing. All right? Oh we have marketing. I don't waste my time dealing with coming up with fancy slogans. As for the college kids and the artsy-fartsy people, I crunch numbers. I run teams. That was pretty good, though, huh? Buy it. It's fabulous. Yes. I, I want one, even though I already have two. You I'm not even a man. Yes, I have two. You don't I, have... I can't afford one of my cars. Oh, well... My cars are too high end, but I could if I would take part in Or... If you gave me a company car. Oh, I can't just give you a company car. Yes, you can. You're the CEO. Ooh. You can do these things. Oh. Oh. All right, all right, yes. 
letters. C and E and then O. They're the, alphabetical. The, the three letters of your, your title? Yes. You just think growing up, CEO, that's somebody else. Yeah, yes. it's me. Well, yeah, it's you. Now it's you. Yeah. Very powerful. Yes. You can do whatever you want. You could make me a partner. Maybe, Tom, maybe I'm afraid that if I open that door to making you partner, then that second door won't open. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, there's one. So there's two doors. Why are there two doors? Because our cars have two doors, Tom. I am not Oh, you the doors again, goddammit. Oh, Stop talking about the doors. Some trees like a forest. There's fewer trees, though. Some ah, trees. It makes me think of the forest. Huh. That's why I like to come. I think a park reminds me of a mall. The big people. The same kind of people who go to a mall go to a park. I was doing 
Just because I got fired from Applebee's and Best Buy in the same month doesn't make me stupid. I, mean, I, only know so, I only know so many people who work at places in this town. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to keep getting you jobs. If you're doing... Here's a, here's a life lesson. If you're doing a job, don't yell at your fucking boss. Do what they say. Suck it up. I do. Yeah. I do every day. You you don't you don't ever want to yell at you don't ever want to yell at Mr. Cameron and tell him he's a piece of shit who needs to stop doing the co-mover. Yeah, every moment of my life, I want to yell at that piece of shit, but I just fucking take it. Yeah. Cause that's my job. If I work for him. All right. Remember, at AutoZone, we want to stay in the zone of autos. <laughs> the thing about being in the AutoZone. This zone is comprised of three things. Care, commitment, and cars. What is it comprised of? Care, and cars. Yeah, it's very good. Anyway, you were um, five minutes early to your last shift. And remember, we require you to be ten minutes early. So you were actually five minutes late. Uh, so I'm going to have to ask you to stay 15 minutes later so we can do some time banking. Because at AutoZone, we have... I want to kill him. I want to kill him. Yeah, you can <laughs> legally. You can legally kill him. No, I can't. I can't legally yeah, you kill can. him. Yeah, you can. you got to invite him over and be like, Mr. Cameron, come over for me, love, from Pie Night. And then when he gets in our front yard, you shoot him. In the dick, if you want. Why would I? Why would I? You can't legally. I can't lure someone to my house yeah. and then kill them. That doesn't well, make you, it legal no, because he's on my property. You invite him. It's not a lure, but. <laughs> is, it, is that what it, is it? A, why don't you just learn to suck it up? All right. I'm not gonna kill my boss. I like working at AutoZone. Okay. He's a little wormy prick. Yeah. And I want to kill him, but I don't. What's good about AutoZone? What do you like about it? Where's your dignity? What's not great about AutoZone? We got all the auto parts, auto parts you ever need. Plus, we got a garage and work on the car. Have we ever had, needed to have our car fixed anywhere else? No, that can fix it in AutoZone. Yeah. Yeah, we got air fresheners for cars. We got new windshield wipers. We got tires if you need them. We got batteries. Dad, I've been to AutoZone. I know what they have. We had my fifth birthday in all the songs. <laughs> all right, kids. All right, kids. Everybody, everybody grab a windshield wiper. Everybody grab one. This, this is going to be a fun game. Fun AutoZone game, huh? Yeah. What does it do? Oh, what do, it wipes windshields. All right. And, and we have a windshield right up here. Who can get the most dirt off that windshield? I subs it up for you, kids. Go ahead and knock yourselves out.
good. Well, I'd like to know what your definition of good is, because the one that. <clears throat> Look, money was tight then, all right? <sighs> Sorry, I birthday party autos on. I did the best I could. That's all right. one more job. Oh God, no. One more contact. Oh God, no. Don't say it. You can work with the auto zone. No! I can get you in. It'll be bottom of the ladder. Fuck. That means I gotta take people's licenses when they borrow a tool. That's the worst job right. there is that's right. that zone. That's right. That, 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 that's, how, that's how you get in. I did that. Look at me now. I'm a mechanic. Welcome to AutoZone. What can I gonna help you? I, I need a battery for my car. Uh -huh. I think I think it just died. It just died. You think me. it just died? I think it did. You my don't know. Start. No, I don't. That's why that's why I brought it here. Why are you eating almonds in AutoZone? Because they're delicious. Okay. Okay. You're the healthiest nut around. Okay, well, I can give you uh, a tool to take the battery out of your car. Oh, I can't do that. I'm going to need one of these one of these masculine, burly men to do it. All right. Jerry! Mm. Jerry, so, can you help this almond lady <laughs> change her battery? You take her license yet? Fuck. Man, man, you got to take her license. I know. You can't call me in here without a license in your hand. I know, Jerry. I know. Why are you twitching like that? <laughs> just get, just get a you okay, you... I will! What's going on? Nothing. I'm not twitching. Oh. I'm fine. Oh. May I have your license? Why do you need my license? Because I have to take something you love as collateral. <laughs> I don't love my license. But, um... Okay, then what do you love that you have on you? Oh, my ring. Okay, I'll take that. No, I'm not giving you my ring. Well, fuck, bitch, I gotta have something. What did, what did you Nothing! Do? I didn't, Jerry, I didn't say that! I didn't say that! Don't... Jerry, don't tell my dad. Please don't tell my dad. Please don't tell my dad. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're off the clock. a lot of TV land and it gave me ideas. Look, our beds aren't only apart. They're facing the opposite directions <laughs> on opposite sides of the room. It's... It's classic. It's what? It's classic. Classic? No one does... No, no, no one no, sleeps. This is how they used to do it. In TV land, they put their beds apart and next to each other. So presumably... When do they fuck? Before... When do they fuck in TV land? They don't fuck in TV land. Well then, fuck TV Land. I can't. I, you're. 
You're like 15 feet away from me. Well, you've got to admit it makes the room seem roomier. <laughs> no, it doesn't. The beds take up even, even more space. I, th I find with the furniture all bunched up, it just feels... <sighs> Fine. Fine. I just wanted to try something. I wanted to paint. You said no, it'll smell like no. lead. I wanted to get new curtains. You said curtains are for the French. <laughs> Just maybe once. Maybe once we could do one of my ideas. Like we did. We put the beds opposite sides of the room. And we put them back now. Yeah, because that idea was dumb. Uh, well, since you won't do this, <coughs> will you at least do that couple's cross-stitching class that I... Couple's what? Couple's cross-stitching class. What the hell is cross-stitching? Oh. Honey, don't make me explain this again. Cross-stitch is where you take that little net with the holes in it, and you stitch sayings or pictures of cottages or, I don't know, geese if you're feeling why crazy. We, why would we do that? Well, because then you hang them on the wall. And then people come to your home and they say, a home is where the heart is. I get it. We can buy those. They're cheap. Oh, it's not the same. You want to do something together? Yes. Let's go hunting. Hmm. We can go hunting. I haven't, I haven't hunted in forever. Okay. I know. What is... What do I do with it? Alright, well, put that pistol away. Okay. <laughs> Alright? That's a pistol. You don't hunt with a pistol. Okay. I brought that for protection okay, in case we have any, any problems. Why do we need protection? Right? What? Why do we need protection? In case you run in trouble from any, some of the other jag hunters being hard asses. Okay, here you go. Yeah, but yeah. hold it up on your stupid. It's a rifle. Right, yeah, yeah. Get into that. No, it's not a log, it's a rifle. <laughs> right. You put the butt in the I know what a log is, Daryl. And then you know what a log is. I know this, what a log is. And this isn't. Right, right? It's, uh, You're holding it like a log, alright? Okay, I don't. Yeah, put the butt end up here. Alright, alright. Oh, God. What the hell are you doing with my rifle? <laughs> I don't know, Daryl, take it. I don't oh, all right. I don't know it. Rock is cold and sharp. All right, now I'll just wait for something to kill. Oh, there's one! <laughs> oh, all right, all right, all right. God. Yeah, we're gonna go over a couple, a couple things. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, when you yell like that, animals who have very good hearing, <laughs> you know, they run off. Well, it's just when you go to the zoo, there's so many screaming children and they hardly seem to care at all. So I just didn't think. I didn't think. That's because they can't go anywhere in the zoo. They're in cages. Right. You have to These see. animals are free. Yes. And I want to kill one. That's a good point, Daryl. Okay. All right. So now we we stay quiet. What do you 
do with your hands while you wait? I, I just sit here. I knew I could stay. Hey, it's different. I'm hunting. It's not, it's not different. Hey, this is life or death. Alright? So Do the animals think you're cooler because you smoke? Probably. <sighs> you certainly don't allow that at the zoo. Look, it's been a long time since I hunted, alright? I know they don't want to smoke at the zoo, which is a pain in the fucking ass. You're outside. Be able to smoke. They have little fucking cubbies where you can smoke. And they're always way at the opposite ends of the fucking zoo. Daryl, there's a lot of good things at the zoo. There's a lot of good things at things that I like. Did you know that at museums they have places where you can smoke? I mean, you have to go outside yeah, you gotta the museum, go outside. but it's still, go outside. it's still on the grounds. So we... Look, one time outside, I just feel the smoke. Well, here we go. Okay. Oh my god, 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 oh my god. What? You didn't shoot it? You didn't shoot it? It's because it ran away. Oh. Because you started making noise again. Well, I did Allow me to once again explain. <laughs> Animals have very good hearing. Better than ours. So if you no, see an animal, we shouldn't say anything. Growing up, I had a dog that was very deaf, so not all animals. <laughs> Bubbles! 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 <laughs> oh, no, now cancel. Bubbles! Bubbles, don't go any further, you'll be in the street. Don't. Bubbles, no! Bubbles! 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 Yeah, what's that? Why did I bring that up? Why didn't you just run over and get him? You knew he was hard to hear, you know, walk right in the street and get hit by the fucking ice cream truck. It ruined. It ruined I ice know, cream. I know, I know. Never I've never seen you eat ice cream. I won't do it. That's something I gave up for you. I love ice cream. But you'll never see me bring ice cream into the hospital. I know the story of both. I know you eat it when you hunt. I saw the stains. Like I don't do laundry like a classic 50s wife. I don't know why I didn't go get him. I think I thought... He could hear. If I'm honest, I thought he was ago. faking. It's a long time ago. I thought he was faking. You thought he was faking, not yes. hearing you? Why would a dog do that? I, it doesn't make any sense when you unpack it, but that's what I thought. I was like, that asshole dog, I'll show him. And then he showed me. <laughs> <laughs> It's a pistol. 
thinking about bubbles. <gasps> the bubbles was a dog that's a rabbit. Don't you tell it to forget me. What the? Dropped on my rifle. I got rabbit blood all over my rifle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I wasn't. I guess we'll. Okay, why don't you. I'm gonna get a. Let's get a, a picture of you and your rabbit. You killed it, you got a picture with it. Daryl, I don't. <laughs> oh, God. We see, we, we see that picture on, a, on, on the corner of a desk in a small, shitty office. This is my office. All right? This is, this is, this is my shitty little office. You can make me a partner, all right? I brought you down here to see how I live. Look at this. My desk is all shoved up against the wall over here. There's almost no room to get anything done. But yes, that's... Oh my God. Oh God. Yes, that, that's, that, that's my wife. I guess people, some people do lucky rabbit's feet and others do lucky rabbit half. Look, before I came to work for this corporation, I was a different man, all right? And me and my wife used to go hunting. But we don't have time for that anymore. Now I work all the time. I work my ass off for this corporation. For this corporation. Is the ceiling always so low? Yes, yes, it's always this low. The ceiling's always this low. And you know what? That's fucked up because it doesn't have to be. There's lots of space above the ceiling, but when they designed the office, they purposely pushed the ceiling down. They purposefully, what's the yes. evidence of... I don't know how much longer I'll be in the hospital, dear. I'm out of the coma, but the doctor said I'll, I could I could pass it any day. Okay. Let me tell you a secret. Okay, yes, Father. We purposely lowered the ceilings in the office. What the what? Yes, to make our employees feel feel small and useless. What possible use would that be to make them feel small and useless? So we could control them and have power over them. Which of these unplugs you? What? Oh, I, 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 I thought this day might come. That's why. I'm th that's why there are so many plugs. <laughs> Only one of them unplugs oh, me. Oh shit! So there's 57 things plugged into this room. Oh, no, it's that lamp. Ah, ah, you're getting warm. Oh, ah. Where did you get a set of hot curlers? <laughs> the usual place, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, uh, God. Ah, that's 
the one. Joke I tell when this happened isn't funny, and I think it's I think it's the funniest joke that's ever been told. 
is she nice? What would I work for? Yeah. Yeah, she's <coughs> simple. Uh-huh. She's unqualified for the job she has. Oh. oh. That shouldn't be. No one should have to work for someone who's less qualified than they are. See, we agree on something. Kill this rabbit. <laughs> 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 then the joke will work. It has what? to be your first. It has to be your first. Oh. Come on. All right. <laughs> Maybe we should fuck like rabbits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because. Because it's a rabbit. It's a and rabbit. you just killed it. And it's so it's fucked. And I took it. Yes. <laughs>